Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Kim, a Eurovision fanatic from Canada. Today is another one of our DNQ file episodes that did not qualify files, where we take a look at a song that either failed to make its Eurovision at all, or make it past the semi-final. Uh, today we're going to be looking at a song that sadly didn't get selected to go to Eurovision and have a little uh, chat about it. Um, so today we're going to go to Lithuania. Ooh. Indeed. Uh, so this is the um, one of the contestants for the Lithuanian National Selection in 2017. Um, I'm trying to remember now. Have we done 2017? I was actually trying to think it. My mind's gone completely blank. Who won in 2017? I think we have done it. I feel like we have, yes. Um, of course we have. It's where we celebrated diversity with three white blokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would never discuss it any other way. So it was a year that was won by um, Portugal. By, um, right. Yes. I'm a, uh, I'm the, the guy who trash-talked pop music, yeah. <laughs> I know. But with his beautiful, beautiful song. It was a gorgeous song. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to be having a look at Get Frightened by Lolita Zero. Get frightened. Get oh, frightened. I like that. Have you any expectations? Just going from the title and the name of the performer. Um, I am going. I'm expecting something sort of like uh weird, and uh like maybe a little camp creepy. Interesting, interesting that you got that vibe from the name of the title and the performer. <laughs> Okay, I am excited. Let's see how uh, I did in my prediction. Well, you know, I mean, we, we, we say this is a Eurovision podcast. It's not strictly just a Eurovision podcast, is it? We are a Eurovision no. podcast that features drag quite a fair bit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I think you might enjoy this. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm really ready to hit play. Are you ready to listen? Yeah. Let's go. Ooh, it's beautiful. Okay, we have a lot of, like, hand movement. A lot of smoke and mirrors in this song. Yes. Oh, okay. We got giant bull horns in, like, a gold lame outfit, and I love it already. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Lift and twirl. Oh, my God, the light show is beyond. Yes, there's a, probably a good reason for that light show as well. Okay, I'm digging it. So this is a drag performer. Yes. As you probably could tell. Yes. <laughs> so before we recorded today, remember I said that my uh, four of my main loves in life, Eurovision, drag, fighting robots, and magic. Yes, I do remember. Now, what's one of the key things that makes magic happen? I utter illusion. Illusion? <laughs> Which is drag? Mirrors. Drag is illusion. Mirrors. <laughs> the art of distraction. Ah, uh, yes. Can you tell what's happening here in this song? Okay, wait. No, well, no. We shall discuss shortly. 
Okay, well, now I need to um, play, really pay closer attention. So the light show was a distraction. I would say so, yes. Like. There's a lot of things distracting you from the truth in this song. Okay. I don't know. At one point, I thought that it looked like there was something under her skirt. No, but there's uh, some watermelons being smashed there. Yes. (laughs) What's that comedian who smashes watermelons? I will have to find that out because I've heard of that person, (laughs) but I don't know who they are. Okay, the like, <laughs> the like fireworks coming out of the bullhorns. This is like next level. <laughs> they go on for quite a while. <laughs> They're like a while, yeah. Okay, so um, it's Gallagher who uh, smashes smashes watermelons. Right, yes, of course. Never heard of him, uh, but I've heard about an American comedian who smashes watermelons. Okay, so I don't understand what you're talking about. Okay, so the light show. It looked like clockwork and stuff but i guess that was just all a distraction indeed Uh, so um what happens at the end of every drag race oh if you're gonna tell me that she was lip syncing that was my that was like my like absolute first thought when she came out i know obviously she's lip syncing but then you ask yourself how 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 are we going to get away with that because what is Eurovision all about? Oh, so she wasn't. That was one. Was it one of the backup singers that yes. was actually the lead performer? Oh my god! <laughs> you can see. Yes. Okay. And to quote her song, "And nothing's obvious." Okay, so then, like, we were just missing a backup, a backup dancer actually singing the entire performance through the whole thing. Yep. Which one? Which one of these guys was it? Um. So, if you. Um, can, uh, there's two guys who've got mics, and there's one who's bald and got a t- chest tattoo. It's not him. Yeah. It's the other one who's got like hair and no chest tattoo. He's actually performed at Eurovision before, and um, as a backing vocalist. So it's him who's singing, other than the spoken word bit in the middle. Oh my god, that is so funny! <laughs> like, do the judges even know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's all very aware of it, and it's such a cheeky way of getting around the sort of no lip syncing rule. It's like, well, we're only lip syncing to the person stood behind them and behind like the Lemay sort of cape. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, like like way to think outside the box, Lithuania. I'm kind of good. I didn't go to Eurovision because Eurovision didn't. Uh, because Lithuania didn't qualify from the semi-finals to the final. I think that Eurovision would have gone down really well. Yeah, I think that would have, that <laughs> would never would have, have been won. like such a fun, funny performance. No, I don't I do not think that this was a winning song or a winning performance, but I feel like just based on their innovativeness, they deserve to go. <laughs> um I, yeah, I I don't really know what to say about that. It's such a bizarre performance and i've been sat on that for so long waiting to share with you at the right time (laughs) and and as we are just coming out of um you you know last week we discussed your uh, the ruru vision song contest episode of drag race uk yes um and so what we didn't discuss then when we did that episode was lip syncing because one thing that annoyed me with that episode they didn't lip sync to a eurovision song 
Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. We talked oh. we talked a lot last week about the many missed opportunities <laughs> um, in that episode to actually like bring more Eurovisionness. Um, and that was, I mean, the fact that they didn't even lip sync to a Eurovision song, like, come on. I know. <laughs> we could have had something as amazing and entertaining as that. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite song. <laughs> but like, I mean, I would watch this again and again just to kind of try to like catch <laughs> catch the the actual singer blending into the background. Like, how fun is that? That's just like a fun Eurovision uh camp factor that we haven't even seen yet. I know. It, it, <laughs> I, honestly, I, when, when I, my little tiny mind was blown the first time I saw that because I was told <laughs> I was looking for like I, I'm all, I've got a list of sort of drag um, artists who've done Eurovision or applied for it or you know tried to compete for Eurovision uh, that we can cover at some point. Um, there was one, one mentioned by um, Ginny in our in our interview. Uh, Verka Saduchka for Ukraine. Um, I'm saving that one uh, that year. Because, mm. um, oh, that song. So good. So, so good. Uh, so I'm saving I'm saving that one for a special day. I'm excited for that. But um, Eurovision and drag, they do go hand in hand. Because I feel like both of them are about entertainment, camp, spectacle you know it's about kind of like uh taking it to the extreme in terms of like um the camp factor and i I don't know it's like vamping it up to a hundred in both uh in both cases so indeed i mean i i feel like it probably anyone who loves drag would probably also love eurovision and vice versa i think that it's just like the things that you love about it are kind of probably similar in both i would hazard a guess that the uh venn diagram between drag fans and eurovision fans is a perfect circle right <laughs> a perfect overlap um, now i would venture that the venn diagram that also includes fighting robots is going to be a smaller more niche population uh which you and, are one <laughs> and then you include magic into that venn diagram and it's just this tiny little sort of shape in the middle tinier and tinier <laughs> You've got to have your own special interest in life, haven't you? That's right. That's what makes you you. Um, if, if anybody is listening and is a fan of magic, uh, my friend Mark James has a really excellent podcast called Talking Shtick, where he interviews his friends who are all magicians and about their acts. So I would recommend that if you are a fan of magic. Oh, fun. Does he like spoil? Does he spoil the tricks? Does he tell no. us how they pull it off? No, it's all just talking about inspiration behind the illusions and now what inspired Ooh. them and why they put that trick that in that position in their set list. It is a it is a podcast aimed more at magicians, but there's a lot out there that any sort of fan of the performing arts can really enjoy. Very good. Um while but whilst we are talking about Eurovision and drag, and we're in the sort of season where people are speculating who might be performing for each country and what song's being taken. There's been a lot of speculation recently because the UK hasn't announced who their artist is. And that mm. speculation was so rife recently with the Revision episode of Drag Race. Like, everyone was saying they're going to announce the Frock Destroyers from Series 1 of Drag Race are going to be representing the UK. 
<gasps> How would you feel about that? I would I would feel good. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Now, I, no? I, I want to be completely clear. I love the Frog Destroyers. All three of those queens are really talented. And literally, when, when, when it came out, that episode of Drag Race UK Series 1, I... I think even back on that day, I was like, I would love for BBC to send these queens to Eurovision um, because they had that sort of viral power behind them at the time. So what made you change your mind? When they announced in February last year that the BBC was going into a partnership with BMI. Uh, Yeah, sorry about this. I'm going to say BMI a few times. I meant to say BMG, as in Sony BMG, not the British Midland Airways Limited or Body Mass Index. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, Sony BMI, to for the next three years, to choose internally select our artists in a sort of vision to kind of get us seen a bit more seriously at Eurovision and be, take the competition a bit more seriously ourselves. Because mm. I, I don't want the frock destroyers to go i mean their name is the frock destroyers that is their name's a joke based on two porn actors <laughs> um they their their um songs all are all written by leland who wrote that uk hun from the last episode of drag race uk the Rue revision episode right all the songs are written by him and then they're other than break up bye bye the rest of the songs are fine there's nothing that stands out on their album. Their ten track album is a five track album with like five. Yeah, kind I have of not little. I haven't bits. heard the album. It's, yeah, you would know better than me. It's fine. And blue, bless her, cotton socks. So good at makeup. Not a great singer. Need a little bit of a <laughs> artificial help, should we say? Right. Um, now, if they sent Davina DeCampo to do a solo, kind of, I could see that going down well in a similar way that Conchita Verse did. But for me, sending the Frock Destroyers to do a Campo tune at the moment, it's a wrong. It's it's not on the BBC's current trajectory. And I think right. if they did do that, they would it would be a massive misstep. Last year with James Newman, my last breath, they was they were going in the right direction. They were taking the competition seriously, and they were trying to send something that is a genuine sort of chart friendly, radio friendly song. Mm-hmm. And it, so I feel like I feel like maybe um, our our opinions are colored a little bit by the perspectives that we're taking, and you know, like admittedly, mine is probably maybe not the right maybe not the right one but so it sounds as if from your perspective you're saying that like this is not the group that we should be sending if we want to win or if we want to you know do really well which i think is entirely fair you want the uk to do well yeah and when you you have no skin in the game exactly i'm like will i be entertained by this yes and therefore i am not disappointed i'm down for it you know and so with uh with no real skin in the game in terms of like do i think they are going to you know score very well i guess that's kind of a different a different um question in which case i think that you raise some very valid points but like would i like to watch this show yes i would yes (laughs) yeah i mean i I think you know among some some sort of countries the Frock Destroyers might do well. They might get a lot of points from Australia, where there is quite a bit of drag culture. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
some countries might, you know, give them votes like Netherlands. Again, you know, had Drag Race Holland. They've got a drag culture there. Germany, mm-hmm. they've got a drag culture. I mean, a lot of countries do have drag cultures. I think we would score low with countries like Russia and Poland. And But, okay, so so a challenge for you there, which is that I think that um, Conchita in, um, in her year where she performed in drag and she was the winner has shown that there... Um, you know, there there is room for a great song to win and for a drag performer to win. And I I agree. I do know that there was uh, controversy and some very unfair um, uh, response to um, Conchita um, because she was a drag performer. And so I think that you're right that there would be some unfortunate uh you know, scoring simply based on that fact from some countries, but you, she did it. She won, so you never know. She did, but the thing is, it was taken seriously. It that that Conchita was a drag performer wasn't the key point about the performance. It That's was fair, yeah. I mean, if Conchita didn't have a beard, probably nobody would have batted an eyelid. Right. It was a Eurovision song. I believe the gender fuck of it all, the beard, that would have right. played on people's minds and made. It quite clear that uh, Conchita is a drag performer. Right. Yeah. So it was a song first performance. The song first. You're right. It was a Eurovision song, as many Eurovision songs are. It was a serious ballad, etc. Versus something that's kind of more camp, tongue in cheek. Sorry, tongue in cheek. Um, you know, it was. It is very much a drag performance and not just a Eurovision song done by a drag performer. So I, I see your distinction yeah. there. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, uh, I had my first ever singing lesson yesterday, and I chose oh, yes. "Rise Like a Phoenix" as my song to uh, uh, work on. And how did it go? I think it went all right. Mandy, my teacher, was pretty pleased with me. Um, Yay! Lots of things to work on, but uh, no. As somebody who is in the Eurovision Song Contest 2021, I need to work on my vocals, darling. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. So, I mean, like, we're, we should expect a submission from Chris to a future Eurovision Song Contest uh, in the near future. I can't, I can't remember if I actually mentioned it on the podcast, but I am actually in uh, the Icelandic song for this year. Because uh, David right. Freya uh, put up a call. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so we put up a call saying, I want people to donate their vocals because they've changed the rules for 2021 temporarily. But they, the artist can use pre-recorded vocals uh, for back, back, backing vocals. So he's put together a virtual choir and everybody sent a, a recording to him is being used in it. So I can say that I'm performing at Eurovision 2021, finally. Oh my God, that but is incredible. They've finally seen my talents as a singer. <laughs> finally, you will be discovered for the immense talent that you are and you'll come back as the lead performer in the future. Exactly. And I will bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that glass microphone. Yes. Want it? I want it to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was another very entertaining DNQ and uh, yet another um, baffling decision about why this was not taken all the way because I enjoyed it immensely and a little twist this week. So I enjoyed it. Right then. Until the next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>